Hello and welcome to another episode of Stage Milk Acting Conversations. Today I got to... In- it's not today. I don't know why I keep saying today because I'm pre... I've- this is recorded at a different on a different day. Anyway, I sit down with David Smith of Smith & Jones Management, which if you're an actor doesn't really need any introduction. They're a great agency, one of the major agents floating around in Australia. Um, they're fantastic. If you're listening from overseas, suffice to say these guys are great. They're a very reputable agent. And it's pretty incredible that I got to sit down with David because there is literally no benefit for him in taking 45 minutes to sit down and chat with me. These guys are getting inundated with emails. Um, They're turning down actors day and night. And he tells me in the interview, and they're very generous, and they actually write back to everyone. But, you know, they're they're overwhelmed with actors. So he really did this um, as a favor to me and took some time out to to chat. And he, he was incredible. I really got to pick his brain about all those questions that... We all want to want to know, like, what what does that email look like that can actually help help get you represented, and how do you you know kind of foster a good relationship with your agent? All these awesome questions. He was fantastic, and he was very generous with his time, and especially, of course, if you're looking for an agent, this is just, I mean, you should be nowhere else for the next half an hour, forty minutes, just. Get this in your ears, get them cozy, and enjoy. Thanks for taking some time to My have a chat with us. Um, the first thing I wanted to um, jump straight in with is obviously being an agent at your level, you're probably getting inundated with emails and requests for people um, wanting to join the agency um it's sort of the with the website and talking to actors it's the one of the biggest things is looking for an agent or trying to get a get a more established agent um are you guys ever actively looking for new clients what is the process of at the moment we've kind of got to a point when we've got as i was saying earlier we've uh, gary and i have got you know we've got 90 100 actors um a couple of writers, a couple of set designers, a couple of directors, and that's about all we can carry in our head. Do you know, you know, to know where they are and what they're doing mm. and how they're getting on. Um, so do you try to keep it? You always have that in mind that that's about the amount. Yeah, you but can I mean, look people, people move on, or people go and work in the states, or mm. you know, they'll get on little long contracts and stuff like that. So we're always looking, and and we do look at all the submissions that come in, everything. Mm. Um, I mean, actors do phone up and say, "Can I send my stuff?" And it's well, yeah, of course you can. I mean, we will look at it. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of the people um, that jump out, I guess. Yeah. That you feel you have to have. Yeah. I mean, we've got time. one guy coming in today who sent his stuff in on Monday, and we're really not looking for anybody in that age group, but mm. he was just so good. So he what is... For chat. So most people, I assume, now are sending via email. Is that what you'd Yeah. Recommend? It's so much easier for us because we can get the work done during the day, and then we've got a spare five minutes, or at the end of the day, we can have a quick look yeah, and yeah. see if they would... And also, it's not, it's not to do with how good an actor they are because... You know, about seventy-five percent of the people that you know write to us and approach us really can do it and can do mm. it well. It's just whether or not they fit in with our overall view of the agency or where the agency is going, or yeah, yeah. if we have a, a space or they're not 
competitive with somebody who's too close. We like to keep a little bit of air around the people yeah. that we've got. So you like, yeah, yeah, you like to not have sort of two people who perhaps would, or yeah. too many people that could go for the same role or yeah. for a very specific yeah. look. Yeah, great. And because you know, we'd rather send, you know, suggest one or two actors for a brief that comes out rather than, mm. you know, anybody who you know we think twenty or you know some agencies I know you know submit just by age ranges and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that way madness lies really. Mm. So, so as a kind of practical um, takeaway for people, if you're getting in touch with an agent, what does that email look like, or what does that email when it works best look like? What what do you want to have in it? It's kind of. Um, it's a kind of straightforward approach. Um, really, we don't read the stuff that says, I think I could bring this to your agency. I think, you know, oh, there is a place for me within your agency. It's just, it's the, the show reel, which is increasingly most important, which doesn't necessarily have to be um, uh, clips of stuff that you've done. I mean, we'd much prefer um, a scene, mm. you know, or a monologue straight to a camera or something like that. That I was mean, one of the questions I was going to ask um, as well is, yeah, a lot of people are going down this track of, Recording a very high quality professional showreel. It's great. Oh, you enjoy that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do you think as well though? Because I've heard agents who actually prefer getting just a really good quality self test, so yeah. they can see the. Yeah. Or, or would you prefer? No, I prefer a self quality, uh, a really good quality self test. Oh, you um, would to a yeah, to um, something that's sort of fake produced. Yeah. No, we don't need to see that. I yeah. mean, you know, if the CV matches up with the stuff you've done, we don't necessarily want to see those bits and pieces yeah. that you didn't mention in the CV. Show us what you can do and show us. Stuff that you know you possibly haven't been able to show in a in a in a job that you've had, mm. um, and it and increasingly you know the casting directors are phoning us up and going, "Can you send me something? Can you send me a scene? Mm. Have you got them doing something?" They don't want to see a show reel as well. They just yeah, want to yeah. go, and if we've got five or six scenes with some of our clients doing different you know different bits and bits and characters and stuff like that, we can pick the one out that we think is closest to what the casting directors yeah, are looking yeah. for and ping that off. Yeah. And um, and that's happened increasingly. So with that, to jump back to that initial email, would you recommend just putting your best little scene or monologue forward? Yeah. Or would you like to? Yeah. Absolutely. Just one, so one monologue. Yep. A headshot or a couple yep. of headshots. Yeah. And if you have a link to a show reel, then stick that on as well. But yeah, make it yeah. as straightforward and you know as possible. Yeah. The CV is important. The headshot's important, and the scene is is really the one the thing that we'll go straight to. Mm. And for actors that. Um, Maybe haven't had a lot of experience or didn't go to a drama school. Are you look? How important is that CV? You know, it doesn't. The training is is helpful, but you know, to a certain extent, if if you can do it, you can really do it. And you know, we do sit and watch an awful lot of these things. Mm. And you know, you can do three years at NIDA and come out of voice acting than somebody who's just trained in the evenings at you know a drama school. Mm. But age is important as well. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, you're over, we're overstaffed with twenty-something-year-olds. Uh, I mm. mean, sixteen, seventeen-year-olds are great because you know you can they can grow up with you, mm. and uh, they can learn from you know you can learn from each other as well, and older actors as well. Yeah, who know their stuff, and you know they treat it like a business, and they yeah. know exactly their way around it. I was um. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that's no, great. Mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was interviewing Les Chantry, who you may know, who's an uh, actor, great, and, um, great um, coach, coach as well, now yeah. as well. And we were talking a lot about um, owning auditions and sort of the idea of it's not just about the acting, but your kind of the energy that you put off. Yeah. Do you think in terms of getting an agent or also getting work that that is a big part of it? It's sort of the 
your style as well or your personality coming through not just yeah. and that's something you look for not just yeah I mean the thing jobs. is I mean when you walk into the room and you sit down and have a chat with us I mean that's we're getting the impression that's the way you walk into the room and have a chat with the casting director mm. or if the director's in the room and all that kind of stuff and you know, well, you know there's always an ounce for nerves and stuff like that but yeah it's the energy you bring into a room Mm. I mean, you can always smell somebody who's desperate for a role mm. 200 paces away before they even get through the door nine times out of ten. Mm. And, um, and the, the confidence and the, you know, to be relaxed and confident, all that kind of stuff, already st sticks you in the top 50% of people that walk into that room anyway. Mm. And, and, it, and it is, it's important how you come across. And I, you know, a lot of times um, we'll get phone calls from the casting directors going, actually, he was great, we see what you were talking about, we're glad you sent him in, he's mm. not right for this, but... You know, here there is stuff. Uh, there's stuff coming yeah. up that we know about, and I think we speak about that a lot. Is the um, it, it's a great way to 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 go into auditions. I think that it's not necessarily about this role, but about yeah, yeah, giving you know, being looking, you know, feeling like you're easy to work with, being relaxed, um, giving them a sense of what you're about. Absolutely, because it is. Yeah, you hope that it's about, you know, if they if they keep you in mind, eventually the right role coming along. Um, yeah, um, a few more specific things with with headshots. Is there particular things that you really don't like or really do like that stand out? Is there sort of um, core things keeping it natural? Yeah, it's kind of natural. I I personally like uh, um, natural light, mm -hmm. uh, outside shots, and stuff like that. But it really is a headshot. I mean, fingers and faces and things like that, and mm. you know, <laughs> putting your hands through your air and all of that. Oh, mother of it, um, that really doesn't work for us. But we've got. I mean, things like you know, showcast, and um, you uh, you can have five or six different headshots on there, which mm. would show a different side of character. And, and you can, do you recommend that? Do you like to have a lot of different? Yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. Because I mean, a lot of. Uh, a lot of casting people, you know, they'll outline the, the character you're going for, and we can actually pick the headshot what we think is, you know, mm. well, they'll go, actually, that's that's the kind of guy I was looking at or thinking about. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, if we've got a load of bullets, different bullets that we can fire off in different directions, then that's yeah, really yeah. helpful to us. And that's a great, another takeaway for people listening, is that to keep, to give your agent everything. Yeah, you know, to, everything. to you know, yeah. the have scenes, all the different I mean, scenes and headshots. Yeah, and, and it's great. I mean, you know, you get in on a Monday morning and, you know, a couple of the kids have done some really good work over the weekend. And, mm. you know, it's great for us. And we put it in the file and then mm. it's all sitting there. It's 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 a pain to have to keep uh, reminding actors to pay themselves for show cast and casting mm. networks and they haven't changed their photograph on casting networks and to update their CVs all mm. the time. I mean, and also, the, you know, it's... And to keep in contact with your agent with dates and things. I mean, the mm. one thing about being an agent is is dates are so important. Availabilities, whether you're there or, or you're not, or you're yeah. available, and it's 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 a pain in the ass to actually phone an actor up, going, "Are you still available for these dates?" Oh no, mm. I'm going away. I forgot to tell you about this. And you go, "Really?" Because we're plugging away in the background, yeah, not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, an agent doesn't want to sit there and have actors not working on the books mm. at all. I mean, it's uh, it's downheartening for them and for us. Mm. So we're plugging away. And then if you think you haven't heard from your agent for a month or so, it doesn't mean that there's nothing going on. Mm. And for us to go, oh, now we've got your casting these dates. Oh, I've booked a holiday and I didn't know, you know. So I think, is it just about being very, just shooting through an email and just being very clear? Yeah, with, yeah absolutely. With or just finding out, you know, just saying, you know, uh, I'm going away. I've mm. booked this. Is there anything coming up or is this going to be a bad time? Yeah. And uh, nine times out of ten, we we can make it clear that you know it's not a good time to go away. Mm. Other, there is stuff happening, or yeah, you know, grab it while you can. Mm. For um, 
for quite a few people the sort of the process of casting is can be quite confusing um from from your point of view what is the sort of the actual process of job coming in putting actor forward how does that all actually work? Uh, there's a couple of ways. There's a couple of ways. Sometimes we get a phone call from a uh, casting director who says, look, I'm casting this script. The script's attached. Have a read of it. Don't send it to anybody. But if you've got anybody you think would be right for these roles, um, which is quite a nice way of doing it. Um, so that's sort of like a one-to-one? -one yeah. 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 And, you know, the longer you're around and the more casting agents get to trust your taste or your eye um, mm. as an agent, then the more that happens. Mm. Um then there's casting agents who will get in touch and go, we're casting this, I think so-and-so will be perfect, can you self-test them in your studio or can you get them to self-test So they're specifically me? requesting yep. certain people? Or then there's the casting network stuff that the casting agents put a brief out and we'll read through it. If there's a script attached or scenes attached, we'll have a read and then we'll start to nominate the people we think And then you're actually be putting right. people forward yeah. that you think are right? Yeah. So would you, and do you always get the opportunity to to read to read through everything, so I imagine always. sometimes it can be. No, yeah. sometimes you know they're they're just blind. They're yeah. the character description. You won't get the scripts. Perhaps the scripts are embargoed or, yeah, or so it's you know it's locked down. Um, but you know the Americans. I mean, we got, we do a lot of testing for the Americans, and nine times out of ten, you can get a complete script mm. for the American stuff, and the client will read through that, and then they'll come and do the scenes with a with a much better knowledge of how it fits into the overall arc of the story. Yeah, but it's. Um, with commercials and stuff, you know, the, the scripts come through, we'll have a look and uh, yeah. see who's, who's right. Do you, um, in this sort of area, do you, how do you feel about, because obviously a lot of actors, especially actors who go to drama schools together, and maybe with agents at different levels, are hearing about a lot of projects. Yeah. Um, do you have uh, an issue with actors calling you up and being going, I, I hear about this project, I think uh, I'm really right for it. So many agents are so, uh, operate so differently. I mean, to a certain extent, I mean, we're not arrogant enough to know we know 100% of what's going on. Mm. I mean, I think we're across about 90% of the stuff that's happening. Yeah. Um, with theatre, um, we don't get to hear about a lot of that stuff because it's planned so far in advance. Mm. I mean, we're very happy for our actors to phone up and say, look, so-and-so's doing this. Um, it's not helpful if the actors phone up and going, ah, oh, they're doing this play, um, I don't know the dates, uh, I don't know what role I'd be right for. Mm. It's we will we'd be very happy to look at something if they come up with dates, who's directing, um, and the role they'd like to go for. Yeah, right. Because then we can pick the phone up and say, look, we'd like. Because then it, yeah, you've got yeah something to really go with. Yeah. Um, Do you find that works often if yeah. you've got if an actor's very passionate yep. about a project? Absolutely. It's, you know, I've got th three actors on a new Griffin play, um, and two of them uh, got to hear about it, and knew they were right for it, got hold of the script, and had a read of it. Yeah, right. And you know, there's stuff at the old fits. I mean, um, Andrew down there, they've, start, they've started, actors can go in and have a read of the scripts mm. of the plays that's coming out, which is great. Mm. Um, which means that actors are, uh, are being proactive as well, yeah. about getting auditions for themselves. What is your, uh, your thoughts on co-pros and doing amateur theatre? We're very happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Really. I mean, we had one, two, three, three actors in the whale at the old fits out of five and that was a co-pro but it was such a brilliant production we got 15 casting directors along to see it mm. um, which is you know for an agent it's tough because you've got to go and sit through the thing five or six times you know because you're taking the casting directors <laughs> along and that's because you know how it ends yeah. so it's um it's not very but it's i mean to get them along on uh, on a great great script i mean You've got to be judicious about it. I mean, you've got to know it's a good director. An actor's mm. got to know it's a good director. He has to know that it's going to be a good production and mm. it's going to be worth spending the time and losing out the money. 
But I mean, we're we're 100% behind that. Really. Mm. I mean, acting is like a muscle, and you've got to take it down the gym and work it out. Absolutely. Same as everything else. And if you're in a good cast, whether it's the outfits or it's a, you know, the, the Griffin, mm. it's um, it's you know, it, it just keeps the, it just keeps the your talent lubricated, really, and you're learning and you're working all the time. And I think, I mean, the amount, it, especially at, like the old fits who are doing such great work, yeah. it's like the amount that people are, you know, going from that, you know, the progression from that into a main stage isn't so far anymore, no. you know, no. especially I mean, if someone's getting along and seeing that, who's yeah. a cast. And I know Serena does get along to an awful lot of stuff, Yeah, I mean, yeah. an awful lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and most of the cast and directors will come with you to a theatre. Mm. I mean, you know, if you get, if you can nail them down mm. so far in advance, I mean, a lot of them, I mean, a lot of actors complain, say, oh, nobody's going to come and see this. But if your agent does the homework mm. and invites people along, if it's good enough. And reviews do help. To cut and paste you know, a great review for an actor, mm. we'll get an, uh, a casting agent along. Do you, um, yeah, one of the things I wanted to talk about is sort of this idea of like curating or guiding a career. I know Australia maybe relatively is quite a small industry and it seems from speaking to people that because there isn't that much work out there, sometimes you do you kind of do have to pick and, and work in different fields and, and sort of take what you can get sometimes. Yeah. Do you do you feel you got you push like would you take a certain actor and go, Okay, he's more of a theatre based or she's more of a film based um, um, actor and kind of no. Or for you guys, it's it's seen in a sort of equal. Yeah, it's line. equal. I mean, yeah. you know, if you can get a twenty thousand dollar commercial, it means you can afford to go and work at the old fits. Mm. You know, and that's the kind of juggling we do. Um, there are there are actors who are who are not theatre beasts, um, which is fine, really, because mm. then it's just television and film. But but we try and get as much exposure. I mean, you know, people want to go to America and, and that kind of stuff, and that's great, and we'll support that 100%, but you can only go over if you've got some sort of a profile mm. um, for, to, for anybody to take any kind of notice at all. And but, that's the kind of stuff we try and build up yeah, as a yeah. kind of you know, profile. Just jump back on that, because that was one of the things I wanted to ask is, um, so yeah, you think making that move, even for a trip, you've got to have some solid work behind you in Australia? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. For it to make any sense, for you to get through the door, I mean, you've got to have. And what does that look like? Is that a a TV regular, or just have done all kinds of stuff? I mean, it's you know, it's. I mean, TV regulars are much easier to get through the door because Mm. you know the Americans are very hot on what's going on over there, and Mm. they keep they keep an eye out for people. But also, if your agent's got an in with them, because we don't work with one management company or one agency. Mm. I mean, we work with five or six of them, and it's up to the actor to have the meetings with five or six of them and see the one they feel most comfortable with mm. and the one they're most supported by. Um, but we, uh, uh, because, I mean, it's, we do most of our tests here. As I said earlier, we've got the studio, well, we're in now at the studio mm. and, um, and we can work through 20, 25 tests a week mm. and get them out to the Americans. We can also, you don't necessarily have to be on the ground there anymore. I mean, we've got uh, yeah. we've got a, uh, we've got an actress who's in a uh, who's a lead in a, a series over there, which she got from from this room, mm. and then Skyped with the director before yeah, it was offered. And it's um, countless stories on it. Yeah, and it really does work. And it's fucking expensive to go over there just mm. for just to hang around. You know, if you haven't got the visas, you know, they're not going to be interested in mm. spending time with you. And do you have a lot of actors who have gone there and and had that without that profile and just had that experience where yeah, it's like I mean, disheartening be, or they kind of yeah I mean it's, you know five or six years ago you know um, there was a space where you could go over there and do that but nowadays you're just wasting your time wasting your money 
Just too many people. Too many people and not enough jobs. And and the visa thing is getting you know is getting so tight now. Mm. It's uh, I mean you, you do get sponsored by uh, by companies over there, agents and all that kind of stuff. But you've got to have some kind of work for them to to put the money and the resources behind you. Mm. Um, but whereas you can self test it over here. I mean the self test thing is so important now. I mean even even local casting directors are asking for self tests when you only live two minutes down the road from mm. them. And uh, so that, it's becoming more and more important. And you can test around the world. I mean, we're testing for the UK mm. and uh, all that kind of stuff, all from the room. We hear people, I was speaking to a friend who was, spends a lot of time in America, and, um, and she was testing it for things in America while she was there. Yeah. And I've heard stories that it's sometimes it's better to go back to your Australian agent than to America, yeah. than to actually just go direct. Yeah, I'm absolutely sure that's the way to go. Mm. I mean, you know, the business is changing so, I mean, I've been doing this now for 20 odd years, um, 10 years in London, 10 years over here, and the business is like, and it's nothing like it was before, mm. and and it continues to change more and more mm. um, and quickly than uh, than I've ever remembered it changing. I mean, I remember when I first was a baby agent, standing there for 25 minutes, feeding a film script into a fax machine for Dirk Bogart, mm. and uh, <laughs> that was you know that was nowadays. It's, I mean, I think I think there's a. Um, the speed of turnaround of stuff doesn't necessarily engender better work from actors. Mm-hmm. I mean, it used to be you'd, have, you'd get a script and you could sit around for a week learning it and working on it and then going to the BBC and then having a meeting and doing things like that. Now it's mm-hmm. like, and it's, that's kind of scary. But I mean, actors, you know, actors stepping up to the mark and sometimes they're coming in here and doing two or three tests for the Americans a day. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, and it, it, it's, it's good work as well. So do you think, do you mean? Do you think quality ha- does go down with that pressure and that turnaround, or or people are stepping up to the? I plate? think people are stepping up to the mark. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no point in me sitting there whining on about how the good old days were. Yeah. Great. I mean, it's um, which yeah. is pointless. I mean, it is, but it is just the way the business is now, and it has you have to make you have to make bold choices, quick choices, um, especially if you haven't seen the script and you just got the four sides mm. about where you've come from, where you're going, you know, what this guy is saying, and it's. The, the turnaround is is enormously quick, but mm. it does hone your responses and your talent. Mm. Um, we should touch on it just before, but um, yeah, like I say, self tests are becoming yeah. more and more important, and we're sitting in a <clears throat> space that you guys have, which is fantastic, where you can work self tests with um, with your actors. Um, without giving a sort of step by step guide, is there is there things that you've learned from obviously doing hundreds of self tests now? Some kind of principles for doing self tests that you look for when you're kind of directing actors or, or filming actors? Um, not to get too tricksy. Mm-hmm. Um, keep it as tight and steady as possible. And, you know, act to the back of the camera. I mean, a lot of actors, they're acting to the front of the camera. Mm. Um, I remember Gary Oldman telling me when I was a drama student, he was looked after by the, the agency that I was with, and he said he always acts as though there's three people to the back of the camera. Mm. I mean, it's to, to the rear, so it's through the lens. It doesn't stop there. At the, at the end, you're not acting to the layers, you're acting to the back of the camera. Mm. And it's just to go through. And there are little things like that. Um, blinking is always, you know, there, there are tricks, mm. you know, not to over blink and, you know, and to fixate on somebody. Mm. And also, you know, makes it difficult for people to cut away from you if you haven't blinked. Mm. You know, there's, there's yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Um, and do you, you kind of touched on it as well before, but do you sort of encourage these sort of bold choices? 
intakes. Yeah. And and taking taking a yeah. bit of a risk and showing something different. I think so. You've got to you know if if you're sitting there and watching thirty takes of the same scene by different actors, you want somebody that's going to pop mm. and that you can take them somewhere else. You can give them guidance or you can mm. give them some direction and that kind of stuff. And go, that might not, that might be a bit too big. You can bring that down, but I see where you're going with that. Mm. And um, and I think yeah, and I think bold choices are interesting choices. Mm. And it makes you, you know, you're not, you're not making the, the same, the same, uh, the same mistakes or the same choices as everybody else. Which just, I mean, it's difficult for a director to pick on somebody that he can work with if, if you're just doing the same old as everybody else has. Mm. And it makes it more, it makes it more interesting. You know, it's, um, you know, drama and, and acting is is the most exciting thing in the world when it's right, and mm. um, there's nothing else like it. And it was always those bold choices that, that become mm. more interesting and take you know and take you as a viewer to places that you know you didn't expect to. What's funny because you say even using the word pop, it was exactly what Les was saying the other day, and he was saying brought up a study that God said I got something, something about, right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was saying that this idea that they'd done some study where I think it was you know ten years ago the attention span was twelve seconds. Yeah. Now it's down to eight. And, if, and he was saying in certain American productions, you might have a thousand people auditioning, you know, these huge numbers of people. Yeah. And if you're not popping yeah. in that sort of start of that take, no, people right. are just going to yeah. skip right through it. Yeah. And also, you know, there's stuff like put the board at the end, you know, uh, give your introduction, your board, when you board the thing, put it at the end. Yeah, right. Um, get them engaged in the scene. Don't oh, so you don't even, make... have, don't even have it like a title to begin with. You just go straight I, into it. We don't. Yeah, right. No, we don't. It's just bang straight in there. And if you've, you've got to grab them in that first couple of seconds. That's great. And leave the board to the end. I mean, mm. because they will judge you the minute that, you know, they see if you're not right. Mm. And they'll go, no, no, we'll flick over this because the board's not right. Stick that at the end. Mm. And fuck them if they don't like it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, that, it is that instant grab. It's that pop. Mm. And, uh, and you, know, you know, as an agent, I've learned that, you know, from doing hundreds and hundreds of tests here. Mm. Reading in with uh, with clients. Um, to go on a slightly different gear, cultivating a good relationship with your with an actor is yeah. there particular things that really grind your gears, or with working with actors? Because I know a lot of people. Um, I think there's a perception I found coming out of drama school that you should be you know like you should be ringing your agent all the time and have a very um, hands-on relationship and I've heard from certain people that that like do you, do you like to keep it professional and keep it to, or, or is it different per client I think it's it's different per agency yeah really sure. I mean like I say we've got very we've got a, a small boutique agency and so we keep it on a very personal level especially when yeah. the guys are coming in and testing with us in the room I mean like sitting down having a glass of water and a coffee and all of that kind of stuff um, but um, asking for feedback constantly is not a great idea um, very few casting directors have the time to give feedback mm. do and you if we guys get... give feedback if people send you in a self test yes yeah, yeah mostly I mean you know a lot of the stuff you know your work's great we think you know there's a place for you in the industry not with us because you mm. know, you're too close we like to keep air around comments mm. um, and uh but you know we do give feedback or actually do you know what the sound quality on that is not good you need to mm. really redo that and uh, we've got one actor who sent in um, uh, a, uh, he's coming in this afternoon and we're going to reshoot the scene with him 
because it was really, really, you know, I liked what he did, I liked the choices, but it was such a terrible, a terrible piece of shooting that um, I wanted to see him and kind of work with him a bit. To yeah, see if, yeah. You know, see if he'll, see if he's um, openly open to go somewhere else. Mm. And, uh, and, you know, that's the kind of, it's a kind of audition process we go through as an agency. Mm. We're very happy to sit and work with an actor because then we know the kind of quantity that we're sending out mm. and quality that we're sending out. Have you found, was there a point where you, you did self-test with, with actors and then you sort of added that in as a, or, or did, it, did you guys from the, the very start of the sort of self-testing um, we way start, begin helping? We started, um, we started just uh, sending out the self-test and people yeah. were doing it and then we just thought, no, this is fucking ridiculous. I mean, you know, it's, and we wanted to, and my, my background, I mean, I, I trained for three years uh, at the Guildhall. I did my first movie when I was 11. Um, I've done soap operas in the UK. I've worked for the BBC a lot. I was two years at the Royal Shakespeare Company, three years at the National. Mm. Um, so there's nothing that the actors have gone through or done that I haven't been on the other side of the desk. Mm. And I just start. We just set the studio up so the. And it also, you know, they were, they was they were spending fifty, sixty dollars on a self test, and you know that's that's part of their rent gone. Mm. You know, we can do it for nothing in here and we can get feedback and we can look at the stuff we've shot. We mm. can send through the best takes, the ones that we think are great. And it's, you know, it's, um, I don't think it's a controlling thing. I think it's us knowing the product that we're sending out is the top that it can possibly be. Yeah, and because, yeah. you know, we as an agency, we get reflected on the stuff that comes out of this office. Mm. It's a reflection on us, the people we suggest. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard work for us to mm. get it right, but it's it's a business, and we want our business to be the best it can possibly be. And the actors are the people that reflects the kind of situation they come from, the agency they come from. Mm. No, I think it's fantastic. Does that uh, make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one specific question: um, I think actors can often feel about uncomfortable turning certain things down. Do you ever do you ever have an issue? with that if an audition comes through and an actor not really I mean we'll ask why and we'll talk it through mm. um, and if I think they are making a mistake I mean I will you know I'll have a good go at getting mm. them through the door nine times out of ten if you know if if I will question it and I'll push it and push it and push it nine times out of ten not every time but nine times out of ten I've been right and they come mm. out and do you know what you're absolutely fucking right to do that mm. and then you know you think thank god and uh I mean, it's like, like the whale. Um, I was telling you, it's, um, I talked three clients into doing it. Um, one of them's quite a well-known TV actress from mm. the UK. And she went, really? Profit share, pub theatre? And it's like, just really go along. She had the best, best time. Mm. And it opened out all kinds of doors for her that had been, hitherto been closed. Um, but turning down work, um, yeah, sometimes the, the role just isn't good enough. Sometimes mm. the cast and director's been lazy in offering a really, really good actor, like one scene without a name. Mm. You know, we do get snuff. I mean, because IMDb and all of that kind of stuff is so important, especially for overseas. We will go back to the cast and everything and go, look, he will do it if you give the character a name, mm. which, is, which is important for. I yeah. mean, nobody really looks at the stuff, but as long as you've got a name on IMDb or stuff mm. like that, and then. And that will, that, you know, well, that will swing it. But sometimes it's just the same, you know, the job offer's just not good enough. Mm. Very rarely do we turn it down because um, the money's not right. Because you can always do something about that further mm. down. It's it is basically about the work. Yeah. And um, it is like you say, it is about structuring a career as well. Mm. I mean, sometimes you have to turn stuff down because it's just not right at that time. 
Do you um, subscribe to the idea that that you kind of set a standard with an actor? Or do you think more and more now you can go from, you know, this idea of, you know, I remember we, this idea that, oh, he's a 50-worder actor or he's a this or she's, you know, only does this sort of calibre of work. Do you think there is that setting of a standard or do you think now more and more you can do an ad here, you can... Do it's, a small bit on TV and then you it, can be a lead in the film. I tell you what is tough is getting casting agents to reevaluate an actor. I mean, there are so they and you know, bless them, they do see so many people. They can't but help slot them into a fifty-word category or a you know or a bit part player or all of that kind of stuff. Mm. And we don't look at that because we everybody that we represent absolutely believes a leading player or has the capacity to be mm. a leading player. Um, sometimes it's tough to get. Um, casting directors to reevaluate um, what they think an actor is capable of. Um, do you think it's the actor then it's worth saying, saying no, I'm, I don't want to do those smaller parts anymore? Um, that's, always, that's always difficult. Putting a line down and saying I don't want to do that makes it, makes it tougher. Because well, you know, if something does come up and you, it's a great director and it's a director this actor should be working for and it's only two or three scenes, mm. I mean, we can talk it through, and nine times out of ten they'll understand that that is the way to go, because it is about building blocks, mm. and you know, putting, um, putting, the, putting the work in, getting to know these people, getting to the, realise these people. I mean, we've got, we've got somebody who was in a, a series that's just been recommissioned, she only had two scenes, but she did such a great job, they've now worked her up to a regular character. Yeah. And there is, you know, it's, but it's horses for courses. I mean, every individual situation is different, I think. Mm. Um, and, but it is, you know, that's, that's why your relationship with your agent has to be built on trust. And, you know, you, as a young actor, you're going to an agent or an agency who has experience, who you trust, who you get on with, who you're able to be upfront with and be able to chat to and talk mm. to honestly and openly about the work or about how things are going in your life or, mm. you know, if you just had a baby, you can't afford to do, go and do stuff like that or, you know, and... And, you know, together, hopefully you've got, you're all in it for the long haul. You know, because we don't, you know, we don't want to spend years and years working somebody up who then, you know, then gets a lead role and then goes off to a bigger agency. You know, we want to have that kind of trust and understanding mm. that, you know, we'll all go forward together. Mm. To jump to um, sort of getting near the end, to jump to a kind of more philosophical <laughs> <laughs> I don't component do of the podcast but unless I'm but no, do you think you've how long have you guys had the agent uh, we started from nothing um, nine years ago nine years which is quite unusual um, because a lot of agencies are spin-offs and they've left an agency and they've started with some clients they've had mm. before I mean we must have been fucking mad yeah, um, but of... Gary was a sports agent and I was like I said I was an actor for a long time and I was an agent in London and um, Susie Maisel introduced us the casting director and mm. Gary wanted to have a go at an agency and I said well I'll come along with Nida and, uh, to you, and uh, I'll say well I think he's good she's good and um, and that's how it started with mm. four clients from Nida yeah wow um, and do you think I mean in, in that time and, and with your career back into England do you think um, are you starting to see sort of commonalities among the the actors that have that have done well over the, the course of their career or that you've seen? Is, is there sort of anything you can take away for actors? Um, I don't think there is a commonality anymore. Um, mm. I, was very, I was very fortunate. To, I tell you what, I was very fortunate to work um, in an agency that looks after some very, very heavy hitters. 
enormous and very, very well-known uh, people in the industry. And even they used to phone up and go, will I ever work again? Mm. You know, sirs and lords and stuff. They would <laughs> never think they would never get another job. Um, so I think there is a commonality about actors who are, mo are always kind of insecure about, um, about mm. the future and, and keeping at it. Mm. Um, but as far as a look goes or um, a talent, I think, I think writing is, is important and the more it includes quirky characters and mm. as long as we can, we can fill that. So it's not just the, you know, the CW look and mm. you know, that's, not what we're, that's not what we're about. There are other no. agencies who do that stuff very, very well, yeah. um, but we're not one of them. I mean, but do you think for actors it's, it's typically, or maybe not typically, actors who are proactive that seem to be out looking for things that seems to be or, it makes, or it's not necessarily no, to do it, with makes, any of it makes my job so much easier yeah. if an actor is proactive mm. uh, especially in the theatre I mean getting out and meeting you know, younger theatre directors mm. and knowing what's going on and knowing who's programming what um, I think that the, the proactivity is 50% of the job I mean, because basically, I mean, you know, we don't employ you, you don't employ us. We sit down together and we start a new company together mm. and we're all in it together. Great way to look at it. And, um, and everything is discussed and everything is, you know, is, is judged on its own merit. And, mm. um, but the proactivity is, is very important, even just knowing the lines when you're coming to test. Mm. I mean, we're busy. Um, but we're taking time out to spend this time in the studio with you. Don't fuck it up by not knowing the lines, mm. because that reflects madly on you. And we kind of then an agent will go, oh, do you know what? He's never prepared. You know, mm. let's not put him forward for this. Or you know, or or really, it's once or twice is fine to get a phone call going. God, I really fucked that audition up. Really, I wasn't prepared and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But constantly, you know, saying to your agent, I really blew that. I mean, we work hard to get you through the door. Once you're through the door, babe, you're on your own. I always wonder this, just as a quick side note, is for the most part you're auditioning in the room, um, or at least, uh, at least I tend to be, and if you're auditioning in the room and you're not getting this feedback, is there a point where you may have absolutely no idea what your actor is doing? Yeah. You're really relying just on their... Yeah, yeah, it is. That's, and that's the time when we will, um, as an agency, we will try and get some feedback. I mean, can because, you do you find you can check in with casting? Yeah, directors yeah, not like, often. Oh, how, yeah. Not often. You don't want to burn your bridges too much. Sure. I mean, constantly phoning them up because they're the same as us. I mm. mean, they don't want agents, you know, constantly asking feedback. But if there's something that you feel that's is that you feel that isn't settled or is unhappy or just isn't nailing it for some reason, there are there's a handful of excellent casting directors who we can phone up and go, mm. "What's going on?" And they go, "I tell you what," or they will they'll phone up and book him. And they go, well, "Don't let him see what he did last time." And then that's great because you can feed that back immediately to your client. Yeah. Um, but if you know, if it, if they're constantly doing good stuff, they're just not landing it. Well, fuck it. I mean, that's the business mm. we call show. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's. Um, I mean, you know, there are actors who haven't had anything for nine months who I still believe one hundred percent they will mm. get there. And that's and that's where your relationship with your agent has to come in as well. I mean, your agent has to encourage you to stick in there mm. and keep your head down and keep working and keep going to classes because it will be fine. Mm. And then there are other actors who it's just not going to work for, and perhaps they should take some time off. Mm. I mean, it's it's a fucking awful business. I mean, it's full <laughs> of disappointment all the time. Yeah. And and you know when when you've got a client that's got so close to something, um, a big a, a role that would change their life and their career, mm. and they you get that phone call. I mean. Thank God we've got a bar here because you know we'll crack that bottle open before you have to make the no phone call, and that's and that's heartbreaking as well, mm. especially when you've 
when you've worked with them in the room and you know that, and you've got great feedback from the dire- mm. from the casting director to the director and then they go to channel and channel just go oh let's go for somebody well known mm. and that's heartbreaking does it happen a lot yeah. that the that the profile issue becomes a, yeah. a big component yeah, yeah. Mm. absolutely yeah, mm. and that's why you know you've got to slug away and get your profile up there because mm. you know we you know, we've got to offer up something to a casting director mm. or a channel for approval or you know all of that kind of stuff just to keep and you've got to keep you've got to keep your scenes worked up you've got to be you've got to be trigger ready mm. really because like like we said earlier I mean the turnaround is so quick now you know you can't wind up over a week you know working with the script you've just got to go in and bang it down mm. does that make sense yeah brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been fantastic. Um, I just think, yeah, to end, is there, um, like we spoke about at the start, you guys <laughs> don't probably need any more publicity, you get enough Well, listen, we do emails, have stuff. But, I mean, yeah. like I said, we've got this guy coming in who just came out of the blue, mm. and he hasn't got a lot of um, numbers on his track, but um, fuck it. I mean, it's mm. just, there was just something there that turned me on. I mean, just, I can, you know, I can, we can sit and watch 40 actors, and then somebody will pop up, and I'll crack a theatrical fatty, really. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what? Something about yeah. it just turns me on, and it's like mm. this is interesting, mm. and let's let's go from there. Yeah, so sure. yeah, we do. So you do it. recommend you do put it out there for people to get yeah, in touch with an email. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're not going to get anywhere by sitting here and asking, not approaching people. Yeah. But like we said, the networking thing. Go out there and speak mm. to other actors and speak to actors' experiences with their agents and find out how approachable the agent is. Mm. I mean, a lot of agents won't take you know unsolicited um, approaches, but we do. Mm. And also, there's a lot of. We do get a lot of feedback from casting directors who hold those classes and they'll phone up and they'll go, actually, do you know what? There's one guy or one girl that we saw today who really you should, um, you should get in and have a look at. Yeah, right. And, you know, and that kind of recommendation couldn't come hard enough. Mm. And that happens more than you know, mm. actually. Yeah, great. Well, um, thanks so much. Thanks hey, it's for my time. pleasure. It's been fantastic. I hope that helped. Awesome. Yeah, it's been great. And there you have it, another episode of Stage Milk Acting Conversations like I said at the start of this episode, that really was a very rare experience to be able to pick someone's brain who just knows so much about um, working with an agent and getting an agent and all these questions that actors often have. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed it and got as much out of it as I did. And we'll see you next time. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and also jump on stagemilk.com for more articles and videos and so on. 